0: Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. With us on this episode is Brandon Calloway, the CEO and co-founder of Generating Income for Tomorrow, also known as
1: Kansas City
0: Gift. Welcome,
1: Brandon. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for having me.
0: Give us a brief overview of what Gift does. I've noticed that you've called it a movement. Tell us about that.
1: What we do is pretty simple. We raise money and give grants to Black businesses on the east side of Troost. uh We focused on on the historically redlined area of Kansas City, where Black poverty is most concentrated, and we find those businesses over there that want to grow and create jobs for the community that they exist in. So our, our goal is really creating jobs for the community, and our vehicle for doing that is Black Business Expansion. So we give out 10000 $25, and $50,000 grants to Black businesses on the East Side, as well as every time we give a grant to somebody, we give them a year's worth of business coaching, a year's worth of accounting services. Uh, we give them... A, we're a partnered with Hush Blackwell, so they take them on pro bono for their business legal services, and then we give them a small business marketing package that we pay for. So whether that be website or logo redesign or whatever it is they they need, um, and so it's it's really it's defined as a movement because uh, while we are a an, an organization, we're 501c3, uh, but the challenge is well known. You know, Kansas City is one of 21 hyper segregated cities in the country. Which is not hyperbole; it is a federal, like a designation from the census. We are creating a, a tangible avenue for people to get involved, get engaged, and and doing their part to try to actually make a dent in that and reverse a, reverse that impact. So it's a, it's a movement because it's definitely it's not just us doing the work. And if it was, it, the work couldn't happen.
0: Tell us about how it got started. What were the origins of this?
1: Yeah, so I am a co-founder. I have two other co-founders. So Cornell Gorman, Christopher Stewart. We started from a Facebook group called B.O.B.K.C. And Black-owned businesses, Kansas City, there are 15,000 people in that Facebook group that are Black business owners or just wanting to uh, support black businesses and Chris, our co-founder, he lives in Houston from Kansas city. And he, he was frustrated and made a post in that group talking about how, you know, not seeing the number of black businesses and black communities that he felt like he should see, but there was 15,000 of us right there in that group that we could all put in $10 a month and take that money and, you know, make a change ourselves without having to, to wait on anything. And so you know, at the time, I did not know Chris. I was just a random guy in the group, just like he was. And so I was laying in bed, scrolling through Facebook, and I saw the post and all the attention that it was getting. And I sat there for an hour and thought of all of the ways that it would not work. And I came up with a solution to every one of them. And so at the end of that hour, when I ran out of ways that it wouldn't work, I reached out to Chris and said, hey, I know you don't know me, but I came from nonprofit fundraising from United Way prior to this. And so so I, I told him, I have a skill set that I actually think can make this happen and he ignored me the first time but I pushed again and said hey we can actually do this and so Chris Cornell and I got together and we created GIFT so yeah that's that's really how it came to be that was May of 2020 you know still relatively young organization but we've been able to uh, in our first two full fiscal years we've been able to give out $687,000 to around 35 different businesses, and we've seen 58 new jobs created.
0: And that comes from the people given $10 a month, or are there other sources as well, since now that you are up and on your feet?
1: You would think, right? (laughs) Uh, So year one, we raised $443,000. 229 of that came from individuals, 198 from foundations, 16,000 from corporations. Year 2 we we ended up raising 1.1 million with 443 coming from individuals, 560 from foundations and 131,000 from from corporations. And so individuals are like the the thing that allow us to do the work that we do. Even the foundation support came after we were able to raise a substantial amount over $100,000 from individuals to show that we would not ever be fully reliant on, on foundations. Uh, so that pulled in a little bit more foundation support. Uh, corporate support is the slowest. Every time you know, we put out some new numbers and, and show some more impact, we, we bring more uh, corporate support along. But individuals are, are really what drives the work that we do.
0: Well, and that speaks to one of the slogans that I know that you use, led by you and me. It's individuals that are helping other individuals. Yes, it goes to businesses, but those businesses are founded by individuals. You talked earlier about something very important, and that is, yes, you give the grants, but you don't just give the money and say good luck. You offer support in all of the various areas that it takes to make a business successful. So talk with us about that and how you pulled that together and any of the other things that you're doing to make sure that the Black businesses that you work with are successful.
1: Yeah. What we want to do is find a business that we can help grow and scale to the point that they are, that they actually are providing a hundred jobs to the community. Because again, our like that is our primary focus is, is actually creating economic impact and intentional economic development in the urban core. And so a business with 100 employees, the CEO is not going to be their own bookkeeper, right? They're not going to be their own lawyer. And if we know that that's where we want people to get to, then we need to start them off that, that way. The approach we take is, you know, somewhat different than a lot of other people that that are doing technical assistance. We don't have people go through a cohort for X amount of weeks before they get the funding. We don't fund them and then put them in a group cohort full of people that can teach them how to how to do all of these things. We give them, you know, this ten thousand, twenty five or fifty thousand dollars, and we give them this high level one on one attention and technical assistance. The other thing is that the the business owner is still in charge, right? We're not coming in and saying, here's all the things that you need to do better. We are giving them a team of people that they can lean on, that they can manage to help their business grow. You know, at, at the end of every year, I do a personal phone call to all of our business owners. I ask them a bunch of questions, but one of them that I ask is what was more helpful, the money or the technical assistance? And all of them say that they were both Equally helpful. Without the money, they couldn't even have started to do their plan and, and implement that plan. But without the technical assistance, uh, when that plan was successful, w- when it started to deviate from what was possible, they had a team of people right there in place to help them with those challenges. You know, now you got payroll. We don't want the the guy that's growing herbs and spices to stop growing herbs and spices to figure out how to create and implement a payroll system, uh, and he didn't have to. He turned to his bookkeeper and to Hush Blackwell, and they helped him do that.
0: You know, one of the challenges that black entrepreneurs also face in addition to capital is access to connections to that network of professionals that can mentor, that can act as sounding boards, share resources. So two questions here. What is GIFT doing to strengthen these networks? And then what can other entrepreneurs, let's talk about the entrepreneurial community itself, what can other entrepreneurs in Kansas City do to help Black-owned businesses with that access to those connections and that network building?
1: First question, there's there's about three different ways that we help to grow network, right? So one is that fourth Saturday of every month, we do a Black business pop-up shop. What that looks like is that we turn our office into into a pop-up. We We have tables provided. We don't charge a vendor fee. And we bring about 60 black owned businesses that have products and have them sell uh, at, at our at our pop up shop. And so we, we do a lot of marketing for it to drive traffic to it so that one, it's just it's another way for us to support black businesses. Uh, if we haven't been able to give them a grant yet, we give out two grants a month. We give out a lot of money, but we we get we get over a hundred applicants a month, and so there's at least ninety-eight people that every month that we're not able to to, to give a grant to, and so by doing the pop-up shop, uh, we are helping them increase their sales, but we're also uh, creating a network of vendors, like that they are they are able to network with each other, uh, because we are really really trying to drive heavy traffic to it then you know, we're, we're getting businesses outside of the black business ecosystem uh to come and vend or to, to come and uh and patronize these businesses so that they can uh, build their network that way as well so the other thing is that we we try and make sure you know not only do the our businesses get grants from us as well as the technical assistance but they also get us right so you know, when we went and I, I had the pleasure of talking to somebody from the hy V corporate office, we talked about, hey, there's this guy who's growing herbs and spices. You should meet him. You should talk to him. Set up a meeting with them to actually come out to his greenhouse. Long story short, he's now selling his herbs and spices in all 20 hy Vs. And so so thing, things like that, When when we are... Having those conversations with those bigger organizations that are looking to partner with business owners, then we, we do what we can to directly make those uh, connections to as many of our businesses as possible, as well as we're now that we have a physical location in our business center trying to get into more holding general networking events uh, to be that connector and as well as just grow basic network.
0: So tell us about the larger entrepreneurial ecosystem. What can other entrepreneurs do to help Black-owned businesses with the connections to a larger network?
1: I think one easy thing that other entrepreneurs can do is really engage with the black business ecosystem. GIFT was started from the Facebook group of B.O.B.K.C. There's 15,000 or actually now there's like 26,000 people in in that group. So there are a lot of businesses, a lot of people who are trying to support black businesses. If you're trying to find a, a black business or just wanting to connect with black businesses in general, Literally, that Facebook group is a, a great place to start. And then engaging with Black-led ESOs when it comes to connections to the, the Black businesses that are local here, if you reach out to GIFT, if you reach out to Porterhouse, if you reach out to the Heartland Black Chamber, the Greater Kansas City Black Chamber, the, those entrepreneurial support organizations are going to have a deeper connection and do have a deeper connection to the black business community. And so going directly to those ESOs that are in the community, serving those organizations and building relationships there is uh, another way to be another conduit to build relationships with black business owners. And then attending events as well every year. So this is the fourth year now that there has been the Kansas City People's Choice Awards. And so it is a local award show that primarily focuses on Black businesses. It would be great to have organizations and, and people who are trying to engage with the Black business community just, one, support that event, it be a sponsor to the Kansas City People's Choice Awards, or attend the event, connect and, and network. There's 816 Day that happens uh, there's Juneteenth KC that happens in both of those. So 816 Day is ran by Busy Benton. Juneteenth KC is a nonprofit organization themselves, and they they put on uh, the parade and, and, and everything. Uh, those are both great events to sponsor as well as show up to. They're, they both have a large black business event where they're they're vending and networking. Actually coming into the community, engaging with the leaders of the community, to be conduits to to uh to go into in deeper and, and learning more about the individual businesses that that's a great idea
0: yes exactly and you said conduit very important word because it always amazes me when entrepreneurs get in a room together the energy and the excitement and the connections that start getting made and somebody says well I'm doing this and like well have you talked to so and so and then just it just multiplies. Talk to us about the impact of investing in Black-owned businesses?
1: Yeah. So I I think the best way to describe the impact of investing in Black-owned businesses is investing in Black-owned businesses, investing in Black communities uh, as well. If you look at the history of disinvestment, right? So you look at the history of redlining, of blockbusting. By actively investing in the Black and brown community, we are able to to grow businesses that are actually uh, in the community that can hire people from close by, right? Most small businesses hire people from the neighborhoods surrounding where where they they exist uh, by making it viable and you know, actually realistic for businesses to grow and thrive, Black businesses to grow and thrive in Black communities, uh, we begin to create an economic engine that increases the, you know, overall median income levels. And so by being able to have an impact in the economic viability and uh, income levels, then we, we will also indirectly have an impact or, or directly have an impact On reducing poverty related crime. And so investing in black business, specifically in black communities, is a way to increase generational wealth, as well as create an economic engine that can begin to uh, pull a whole community out of the slum and challenge that it was intentionally placed in through strategic disinvestment.
0: Let's talk about Brandon Calloway. You started working as a teen. You were holding down several part-time jobs, and then you joined the Army. Uh, You managed a gym. And as you mentioned earlier, you also worked at United Way, learned lots of fundraising skills. So talk to us about how did those experiences inform you? What did they teach you, not just in terms of the business skills, but also how they prepared you for what you're doing today that gave you the insights that you need to do the work that you do today?
1: I am 32 years old and I have had over 40 jobs in my life, many working two or three at at the same time. My first job was Quick Trip. Quick Trip actually does a magnificent job of teaching customer service and teaching it really through what I feel like is the entrepreneurial mindset. And so I have been able to learn various skills at different places that I still implement today, uh, just all kind of mashed together to help me do do what I do. The Army taught me about taking action. And there's no way I can expect something to happen that I'm not willing to go out and actively make happen my, myself, which is the whole premise behind GIFT, right? If 15,000 people donated $10 a month, being able to to say we are, you know, we're not going to wait for a magic wand to come and fix this long-standing systemic challenge. We got to get up and go out there and figure out a way to turn this around ourselves. Because if we don't do it, there's no way we can expect anybody else to do it for us.
0: And then you start really getting that generational impact that you talked about earlier. For people who might be interested in working with Gift, for donating to Gift, is the best place to go to your website.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us KansasCityGift.org. So all spelled out, KansasCityGift.org. Our contact email is there. You can donate through there. You can sign up to become a monthly donor. You can make a one-time donation and you can learn more. I I talked a lot about what what we do, but we we do a lot. And so, you know, our annual reports are on there. Our 990 is there. So uh, transparency is really an important thing for us being a young nonprofit that is trying to have really big impact on on the community.
0: So KansasCityGift.org, you can go out there and you can find anything you'd like to about donating, about working with the group and with contacting Brandon or any of the other people who work so hard every day to make the communities in Kansas City a better place. Brandon, thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you for being our guest today.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
2: This is Joe Close, President of Country Club Bank. Thank you to Brandon Calloway for being our guest on this episode of Banking on KC. Kansas City Gift strives to produce meaningful change for families and communities that have historically been adversely impacted by systemic racism. By investing in the businesses in these communities, Gift and its supporters increase economic prosperity and wealth, help reduce poverty-related crime and act as a conduit for people throughout Kansas City to get to know one another better. When any community is raised up, all of Kansas City is raised up and better for it. Country Club Bank supports the work of GIFT through an annual sponsorship and the volunteer efforts of our leaders, such as PJ Thompson. We encourage all Kansas Citians to engage in making Kansas City a place where all of its citizens have an opportunity to prosper. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City. Country Club Bank. Member FDIC.